Welcome once again to Live from My Office. Today, the 60. What's the 60? Oh, you have to listen to every episode and even pay minimal attention to know that when it comes to politics, we've got 20% on the far left, we got 20% on the far right, and 60% of the rest of us are in the middle. Tell them the truth about politics, the good, the bad, the ugly, all party free. More on that coming up shortly, but first, Live from My Office is brought to you by Team Hochberg and our friend David Hochberg, presenting sponsors of Live from My Office since... 2020, because, you know, that's when we started. Subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you get your podcast, including the platform you're listening to us on right now. And today, an update for all of us in the 60. While the right and the left cheap shot each other and spin their wheels, how can we actually help? Oh, what a crazy idea. Let's take a break, come back, and get started on Live from My Office. The title sponsor of Live from My Office is David Hochberg and Team Hochberg, part of Homeside Financial. You can buy a home or refinance at 855-563-2843. That's 855-56-DAVID or go to 56david.com. When you go to the website, you can request a free quote right there. And I can tell you from knowing how they do their business, your job gets a whole lot easier. Just go through that extra step, get them the documents they need, and they will deliver money as in savings to you in a way you didn't think was possible. And there you go. You can check that off your stress list of things you should have done by now. Uh, The refinance process with Team Hochberg is as good as it gets. And all the members of Team Hochberg (laughs) just want to save you money. And they do it all the time. They've done it for me and for my family and uh, for people I've worked with through the years. Um, they are what they uh, claim to be. With It's David Hochberg, Homeside Financial, an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. Back on live from my office and people always say to me, they say, Steve, and I say, what? They see the 60 you're talking about all the time. What are you going to do with it? Well, it's kind of a political movement. It's building. How fast it'll build? Well, that depends on all of us. But in the meantime, I just think we need somebody to be out there. And in the short term, I pick me. To not be a Democrat or a Republican, but to be an American and talk about what's actually happening. Who knows? We may even have t-shirts and hats. But in the meantime, if we were to set this to music, I would say this might be just about perfect. Trying to make some sense of it all, but I can see it makes no sense at all. Is it cool to fall asleep on the floor? I don't think that I can take any more. Pounds to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. So thank you, Steelers Wheel, stuck in the middle with you. Uh, One of the great songs of the 70s. And I'm thinking they haven't had that much work lately, so maybe they appreciate being on live from my office and being the musical signature of the 60. You know, one of the principles of the 60 is stop talking about the past and blaming others. And that goes for President Biden. President Biden has often been caught as recently as his uh, most recent press conference where he talked about Donald Trump and the mess that Trump left him, which I don't doubt for a minute. But in the same way that Obama shouldn't have been spending a lot of time talking about Bush and that Trump shouldn't have been spending all his time talking about Obama, 
Uh, Biden talking about Trump doesn't help anybody. You got to own what you have, which is the present and move forward. You can't change a minute of the past. Meanwhile, it's pointless to even bring it up, I suppose. But Donald Trump, stop talking about everybody. You know, now that he's been off social media, he has these emails that come out from the 45th president of the United States. I put the same sort of weight of significance in these as I do whenever I get those emails from that Nigerian prince who wants to offer me some of his father, the king's money, or that special medication to make me feel bigger about myself. Trump's 45 emails, uh, and I don't mean the number 45 as in 45 emails. I mean the 45th president. He stamps them with 45. These 45 emails came out occasionally because he doesn't have that social media platform anymore. The most recent of which came out just yesterday where he decided to cheap shot Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, who were a part of the Sanjay Gupta CNN Sunday night special talking about what really went on with the doctors throughout the course of the first year of COVID. Here's a shocker. Trump's email is petty. It's childish. He's a big orange baby, and he continues to be so. So see if you can race me to the delete button if you got your 45 email from the 45th president. Good God, let's move on. Uh, Item number one on the 60 of uh, real significance, the immigration crisis. And there's actually some good news reported by the L.A. Times. 500 teen girls got to the San Diego Convention Center this weekend. Eventually, nearly 1,500 teens will be there to be in a safe place, not in cages, and to be in a safe place, a comfortable place, as as comforted as they could be, considering the circumstances. These are all unaccompanied minors at this point. They're doing the same sort of setup at the Dallas Convention Center. An estimated 5,500 kids in all in custody of Border Patrol. But now they're going to be able to get legal services. They'll have access to phone banks to try to reach relatives uh, with being reunited uh, as the goal. Now, why so many kids? Why now? Uh, Part of it's seasonal. It's easier to travel when the weather's better. And this backlog of asylum cases under Trump is just through the roof. But see, that would be talking about the past. And we already said we weren't going to do that. Meanwhile, uh, there's a few Republicans who just can't get out of their own way, like California Representative Daryl Issa. He's the lone Republican among the San Diego area congressional delegation to get on Twitter and say, as the flood of migrants passes through our open borders, the Biden administration should stop looking for the next convention center and start working with us on a long-term solution to the humanitarian crisis it caused. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Biden administration caused the crisis. Daryl Issa is a joke. He's not the biggest joke in California, but he's one of them. Uh, There's a technical term for that tweet. I believe it's bullshit. A mother from Honduras goes on the run with her kids because they aren't safe at home. The violence, the threats, the constant danger. She's desperate. She's not spending time watching CNN trying to measure Biden's mood and her chances of getting in. She's seeking asylum in America because it is literally her last hope. Look, we're the biggest and the best. We can reform immigration and do the right thing. The priority now for which one has to happen first is obvious. So what can you do? Let your senators know you want unaccompanied children taken care of to the best of our ability. Right now, we're better than this. We have to be. Item number two on the 60. This is kind of an underreported story, but it's the age of the Democrats. And I don't mean that in a complimentary way. I mean, they're really old. Republican voters are older, 
but Senate Democrats are ancient. Many of them had pet dinosaurs as kids. So in the big pile of problems we have, yeah, we need to talk about term limits. Let me start here. 87-year-old Dianne Feinstein, now California's longest-serving senator, at 10,372 days, surpassing the record of one Hiram Johnson. Oh, don't act like you don't remember Hiram. He died in office. I think it was back in the 40s. Now, Dianne Feinstein, former San Francisco mayor and a moderate, and right dead center in the 60s. Um, handy to have around now and timely. She's one of the folks that wrote the assault weapons ban, which we need again. And seniority matters desperately in the Senate. It matters in Congress. It's who's in charge. How long have you been there? Okay, then take out charge of this committee. But you got to be able to handle the work. Recently, it said to Chuck Schumer, the lead Democrat in the Senate, had a talk with Dianne Feinstein about being able to step aside with dignity. Her people said, I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to be mean. She literally forgot about the conversation, and Schumer had to have it again. Here's the deal with the Dems. They've got 17 senators over the age of 70. Now, for some, it's not that big a deal. Dick Durbin from Illinois is a very young 70-something. Look, and even Bernie Sanders still has tons of energy, to the point of being very annoying, but he does have those great mittens. Patrick Leahy from Vermont? Well, it seemed like he wouldn't make it through Trump's second impeachment. Believe me, I didn't know if I would either. But he's the guy that was in charge. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting old. I know, because I'm old. But eventually, you got to go. Why does it matter? Well, you got to have energy for the fight. And if we do term limits, and it's not going to happen overnight, but if we talk about it, if we get after it, and we make it happen, you're going to have a much more moderate view of what needs to get done. You're going to have fresh ideas. The corporate and lobby influence is not going to be as big a deal because you're not going to need to be constantly asking for money. And again, you need energy. It doesn't lessen the positive impact of all of those 17, 70 plus year olds on the Democrat side and the old codger Republicans either. Thank you for your service. Please go home and enjoy the rest of your life. Now, the pros and cons list on the con side, one of the things that comes up constantly is if you have term limits, you penalize democracy. The people ought to be able to vote for who they want to vote for. It doesn't penalize democracy if everybody is under the same rules. And we have term limits for the president. So why can't we have them for the senators and for members of the House of Representatives? The other piece of this is it penalizes experience. This is another way of saying it penalizes the good life of being able to eat for free in Georgetown and pretend you paid for it at all those great steakhouses or uh, for all the great connections you might have for a trip here or a trip there. Uh, Look, experience is important and we discount it too much in politics. That's how Trump got elected. Experience isn't a bad thing. You should be good at being a politician to be a congressman. You should be really good at being a politician to be a senator. Uh, But experience has its day. And when its day is done, experience just turns into, how long have I been here again? Same goes for the Supreme Court. A lifetime term is too much. There's none of us who are better at 85 or 90 than we were at 45 or 55 or 65. That's just life. And if you had term limits on the Supreme Court, you would lessen the power of the president to stack the courts and affect our daily lives. That's why this is such a central issue to the 60 term limits. Again, it's going to take time, but the time to start talking about it's now and the time to support good candidates who support the idea of term limits 
Well, that should be supported by all of us in the 60. Next up, let's talk guns. Here's the reading on the Second Amendment. It starts with these words, a well-regulated militia. Well, if you're paying any attention, have you seen any of these mass shootings recently or not so recently that appeared to be done by some well-regulated folks? No, I don't think so. The Second Amendment continues, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's it. There's nothing in there about owning an AR-15 or an expanded ammo clip. Look, let's be honest. The Founding Fathers lived at a time of great doubt about whether the American experiment would even work. The Second Amendment was about protection against tyranny and maybe even the ability to go out tonight and kill dinner. Let's start here. Tell your reps you want action on guns or they're not going to get your support ever again. Anyone in their right mind agrees on universal background checks. So let's start there. It should be hard to buy and own a gun. I don't care if you're buying it from your brother or your cousin or some chump you met at a gun show and he's got a nice car and he opened his trunk and sold it to you. It just has to stop. And let's stop with this nonsense that the government is coming to take your guns. Good Lord, there's multiple constitutional protections. And unless you and your guns are used for crimes, it's just not going to happen. The morally and now literally bankrupt NRA whining about all this has done nothing but make the problem worse. Congress can't agree on anything. It's not going to start there. And Biden's ability to do an executive order and take your guns is a myth. It doesn't exist. So let's drop the bullshit. Oh, that's the second time that's come up. And let's grow up. And at the bare minimum, let's get universal background checks in guns. Uh, Do it now. And tell your elected reps that's what you want. Finally, some odds and ends. It's infrastructure week. uh, And that literally means that we may finally have an infrastructure bill. The fight for the bill getting stronger and louder. Because we need bridges, we need roads, we need railroads, we need infrastructure. And it would literally create thousands and thousands of jobs. Here's a snapshot of two types of Republicans. I continue to salute Illinois Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who has decided he needs to have his conscience recognized over and above party. I know, what a crazy notion. Couldn't be more proud of Kinzinger, who continues to stand up to his own party, and say, I will not be a part of some Trump cult or the nonsense that goes along with it. The other type of Republican in this comparative analysis, Devin Nunez. Devin Nunez, who once tried to sue a cow on Twitter. I don't even remember the details. It gave me a headache even thinking about it. But now, Nunez, who apparently had some campaign finance violation questions come up, is blaming his mom. His mom was a treasurer for a couple of packs he was involved in. And he said mom screwed up the accounting. That's a good boy. Last of our odds and ends is this. Donald Trump apparently hijacked the mic at Mar-a-Lago at a wedding reception a couple of days ago. And uh, over the course of uh, taking the mic, spent most of his time talking about how the election was stolen from him before he finally got around to saying something like, hey, you kids, good luck. You're going to have a great marriage. See ya. Ah, special, special memories. I'm sure they were thrilled they chose Mar-a-Lago as their wedding destination. All right, last thing before we move on here. Uh, Some words on that trial in Minneapolis. Man, we're all so judgmental now. 
we're also sure we're right. Here's a recent shocking development for me. Turns out I'm not always right. And guess what? Neither are you. So here's what we know. Make no mistake that Derek Chauvin was a bad cop. 18 official complaints. He had three shootings, one fatal, all before the George Floyd day. And make no mistake that George Floyd was a mess. Drug addled, passing a counterfeit 20 on the day he died. But that doesn't mean he had to die. And that doesn't mean what happened to him is in any way acceptable. And make no mistake that the wall-to-wall coverage of the former cop's trial is going to make the reactions to the verdict worse and not better. So let's at least get this right. Derek Chauvin's on trial for the murder of George Floyd. We saw what we saw, and we keep seeing it again. And a sidebar here, but I'm a little tired of news anchors talking about how graphic the video is before they show the video again and again and again. But let me focus. Did Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd? That's it. That's the question to be answered. And the 12 jurors will decide based on the witness testimony, the evidence presented, and the instructions from the judge. It's a dangerous position to be in. Thankless and dangerous. Because their verdict will not fix racism. It won't even the score for decades of bias and abuse. And it won't make cities safer. After that ex-cop is sentenced and jailed for as long as possible for what he did, the work's going to remain. Police departments are going to have to work harder than ever to clear their ranks of bad cops. Cities and neighborhoods will have to work harder with police to do the right thing and to make sure that we trust those cops who deserve to be trusted. And frankly, that's most of them. Every cop isn't a racist. And every black man's not a criminal. So for the sake of Minneapolis and everywhere else, a violent response to that verdict when it comes in this trial won't fix a thing, but it will make everything worse. In my opinion, the best way you honor George Floyd's memory is to keep protesting peacefully and pushing your city and state and federal officials to fight racism everywhere it is, everywhere it exists, and to support and vote for candidates who share that goal. Justice, fairly administered, and always colorblind. So it's a lot to think about, but that's what the 60 is. A chance to rid ourselves of the poison in the system right now. And thank you for listening. As always, there's more to come. And we're back after this. As always, I want to thank David Hochberg, the title sponsor of Live From My Office. If you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your existing home, do what we do. Call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. Meet Mark, married, three kids, loaded with debt, living in a $350,000 home, income $130,000 a year. Mark could never pay off his credit card debt, totaling $38,000, and get his credit scores over the 660 he needed. So he called Team Hochberg for a free consultation. Team Hochberg helped Mark pay off his credit card debt and saved him over 900 bucks a month. So let's review. Before calling Team Hochberg, Mark was on the credit card treadmill. After calling Team Hochberg, Mark paid off all his debt with a cash-out refinance and saved over $10,000 a year. Team Hochberg has helped me and my family and thousands of listeners, people who listen to me on the radio all those years and people who listen to me now on the podcast, and hopefully folks just like you, and like Jack, pay off debt, enhance their credit, reduce their monthly payments, but they can't help you if you don't call 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. So you could be like Mark 
You could be like, Jack. You could be like, your name here. 855-563-2843 is 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. And tune into Home Sweet Home Chicago, hosted by David Hochberg. Saturday mornings at 10 on WGN, Homeside Financial and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 112461. We continue on Live from My Office. Please tell your friends about Live from My Office. Drop me an email at thecochranshow at gmail.com and email you right to me, including your hilarious thoughts, questions, and answers could end up on a future show. Speaking of future shows, later on this week, Richard Roper, middle of award season, lots to talk about with Rich, and the great Doc Emmerich. For my money, the greatest play-by-play guy in the history of sports. Now that he's not doing all that hockey What's going on with him, and what's his take on everything we're seeing in the NHL? Well, amongst other things, because he really is a fascinating guy and a good friend. So Doc Emmerich and Rich Roper still to come. Uh, Check out the show notes. Again, wherever you listen, and go to CochranShow.com anytime. You know, all of the episodes are there. Almost all are archived on all the various platforms as well. But, you know, CochranShow.com, I'm kind of partial to it. In the meantime, those show notes will tell you whatever you need to know about what happened in this particular episode uh, and give you stuff on our social media as well, where you can follow me on Twitter, for instance, at Cochran Show. Same for Facebook and for LinkedIn on Instagram at Steve Cochran Show. Again, go to the show notes, will you? Check it out. Let me know. Check it for punctuation errors and get back to me. All right, let's talk about this charity. It's a wonderful charity, and it's a simple one that's been around for a long time. Most people think of it in terms of helping the elderly who might be housebound and have a difficult time getting out. I'm talking about Meals on Wheels, freshly prepared meals that are then delivered on a daily basis or sometimes three times a week, depending on the program you need. Uh, You can make a simple donation, and if you can't afford to do it, they're going to get them to you anyway. The charity nationwide is at MealsOnWheelsAmerica.org. Again, that's MealsOnWheelsAmerica.org. It's been around forever. It deserves your support. Like all charitable causes, their funding is down, so anything you can do to help would be great. And uh, I know people who have people in their lives who have had to use this and uh, have benefited from it. Wonderful volunteers. If you'd like to volunteer your time or can make a donation or both, it's great. But they always need drivers and delivery folks. It really is a great, great, great thing. Meals on Wheels America.org at a time where we need more food to feed more people. God bless them for being there. Thank you, Ross Cochran, for putting this together as always. In case you missed the big episode just a few days ago, previous episode to this one, in order, by the way, where Ross interviewed me. I hope you'll go back and listen to that. In the meantime, uh, Ross is the guy that gets this done on an every episode basis. So, uh, Thank you, uh, son, for doing that as always. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, Continue to check back in as we have periodic updates on the 60. But if you're like me, you believe that's where we should live. You're not right because you're a Republican. You're not wrong because you're a Democrat. You're right because you're an American and you want the best for the country. Forget about parties. And maybe we can all actually have a party when all this biased nonsense is done. Or as I like to call it, bullshit. You see how I worked a third one in there? I'm Steve Cochran. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. 
Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis, and then Chicago twice, top rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. A-list celebs with some laughs and great info. Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No better place to be. Subscribe and like for free. So glad you're with me. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Support the show by subscribing wherever you're listening and by telling your friends about it. Follow Steve on all social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And make sure you check out this episode's show notes for relevant information discussed during the conversations. You can also email the show directly at thecochranshow at gmail.com with any questions or comments. And that's the best place to tell us about your favorite nonprofit so we can make sure we mention them on the next episode. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to cochranshow.com for more.